Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Parenting Club. Hello and welcome to the club, Hong Kong's parenting podcast with me, Justine Garrett. And myself, Pat Pothani. If this is your first time tuning in, then welcome to the club. And if not, then welcome back. We are parents based here in Hong Kong and we'll be chatting all things kid related. If you've ever hidden in your bathroom away from your kids or skipped off to work like you're going to Bali, then this is the podcast for you. I've actually 100% said to the kids... Let's play hide and seek, mm. just so I can get ten seconds to myself. A hundred percent, I've done that I've numerous times. Yeah, so I I am in with you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> and if you if you um and if you've joined us before, um then thanks for coming back. This episode is more of the same stuff. My dad jokes, mm-hmm. as you can tell, this script was written by Justine, <laughs> and I <laughs> am deeply offended that she thinks I tell dad jokes, and Justine's insanely loud laugh. Let's do side. <laughs> I need to get off my chest. I need to get off my chest. We get we can do a proper clean take in a second. The fact that you say laugh, it's a compliment. It is a cackle. Well, a cackle is still a compliment. <laughs> I think. It offends me and it is my own laugh. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been at restaurants before when people have moved tables. Because my sister has the same laugh. <laughs> and it's like this cacophony of laughs. It's disgusting, even to us. Like people will make a joke and then wince straight away as we cackle away. This episode is called Sleepless in Saying Pun. Oh, very good. I like it. Yeah, thank you. And on that subject, Bav, how much sleep have you had recently? Because you've you got some news, haven't you? Yep. Bavlet number three arrived. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's nine days old as the time of this recording. And uh, I miss sleep. Um, it was good. The other two have you know, got bigger and they sleep through the night properly and then mm-hmm. this one's come along and it's he's not as bad it's not as bad as mm-hmm. i thought it was going to be but at the mm-hmm. same time ugh, boy I I, I, yeah. I I do not look forward to night times not to be negative but it is quite early days it could get quite a bit worse it could 100 percent get a lot worse yeah. it could 100 percent get a lot worse i mean there aren't many positives to jaundice but one of the positives <laughs> we have uh, in the uh, first few days when he he was clear he had jaundice is that they become so lethargic they just sleep it's yeah, amazing, <laughs> and, and you can you can really see why parents who've got kids who've got jaundice 
kind of lean into it before they realize <laughs> there's something actually medically wrong with them. They just think they've got these ma- magical miracle babies that are just calm and pl- no, it's jaundice. <laughs> you got to sort that out. And now that we've sorted it out, he's a lot more wide awake. But still, mm. he's sleeping, what, three and a half hours um, at night and then nice. has a feed and there's another three and a half hours. So. Nice. So did he, go, did he go into the little tank, the jaundice tank, yeah. with the mask? With the mask, yeah. Mm. It's amazing, yeah, with the mask, with the UV lights everywhere to get that birilubin, birilubin, barilubin. I cannot pronounce the name I of that. But yeah, I Let those know. levels down, the yellow yeah. pigmenty thingies down. Yeah, back in the, whenever I was born, <clears throat> not that long ago, my mum, she said everyone would just put their kids out in the sun for a few days. Yeah. I mean, not just leave them, but just, you know, pop them out for a few hours of sunlight. Well, I mean, it's the same principle. It's UV yeah. light. So, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. It, I think it's sound advice from your mum. Your mum must have been quite the pediatrician. <laughs> so why didn't you bring the baby in? Because they are... <laughs> this is my escape. <laughs> this is my escape, right? And just to put this in perspective, right? Being in this tiny, tiny soundproof room with you... And my cackle. And your cackle is bliss compared to <laughs> compared to having to deal with with sounds. You know, this this is nice. This is this is pleasant, right? This is relaxing. This is relaxing. Like yeah. there's no pressure here. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, I had to duck out for a few hours. It's just nice. This is this is this is very pleasant. And you're working. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent putting in a shift here. <laughs> you know you don't really get paid for this. What? <laughs> How was your week? The other morning I dealt with a about a two hour tantrum from my daughter. Why so? Um, wrong coloured plate. Yeah. Been Par- there. Apparently the light blue that she's had every day of her life yeah. since she's eat solid food um is not cool anymore. <laughs> so she really let me know. She let she let me have it. Yeah. Apparently it's the worst thing I've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> She'll never forget it. Years of therapy. She's she's three, right? Yeah. Yeah. Three nagers. Three nagers, yeah. There's definitely gonna be an episode on three nagers because that is next level. No one tells you. No. No, it's all terrible twos. Yeah. I mean ter- God, the terrible twos. Yeah. No, I mean like three nagers. Like they're at that point right then when they can just about say enough to express themselves, but not enough to express everything they want. And they realize they have opinions that they can execute. And then they just latch onto something and that becomes their opinion. And that's what they're going to hold you to. And it's like, for fuck's sake, you can't, you can't ration with it. No, you can't. You can't. You, can't. you just have to. Yeah. Like this morning, her hair was mental. Right. Like she looked like she'd been out for a few nights on the road. <laughs> like it was nuts. She wouldn't let me brush it or tie it up because she said she wanted rock and roll hair. Nice. And she's got a point. It did look quite cool. But <laughs> How does she know what rock and roll hair looks like? I don't know. Maybe she sees mine on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> How's it been since you brought baby home? How's he doing? He's fine. Um, I genuinely did think that we would have to be on Murder Watch um, mm-hmm. with Babylon number two because mm. he wasn't a big fan of the concept of Babylon number three. Mm. And he was very clear about it because you'd make up these stories before Babylon number three turned up about mm. how him and Babylon number one would go for hikes with, you know, Vikings Velociraptor, mm. which is the name that we placeholder name we have yeah. for Babylon number three. Um, and and then halfway through the story, Babylon number three disappears and we go, what happened to him? And he goes, nothing. He just disappeared. And then he would carry <laughs> on with the story. So he wasn't you, a fan. Uh, you need to watch out for that one. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I, I so far he hasn't done anything 
that makes me think he intentionally wants to kill him. <laughs> um, so I think on that front we're okay. Babylon number one, he's he's all good. He's loving the concept, although he, I think he's a bit disappointed at how little it does right now. Mm, they're pretty boring, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. I think he was expecting a bit more engagement, a bit mm. more laughter, a bit more, you know, mm. uh, another three more months, mate, before that happens. <laughs> but other than that, they're, they're, they're doing all right. They're doing all right. Yeah. Mastermind Kids Questions. This next segment is Mastermind Questions, where we're going to discuss all the absurd and difficult questions our kids ask us so Bav, you've you've got one today haven't you yeah yeah no my son came up with an absolute doozy for me whilst yeah. we were waiting for the school bus mm-hmm. he goes dad um the moon orbits the earth right i went, yep and the earth orbits the sun yeah yeah what does the sun orbit mm. i mean that's that stumped me because the concept of the sun moving hadn't even been something i thought about but it turns out it does move. So what did you tell him at that point? At that point, mm. I told him, that's a really good question. Well done for asking it. I don't know the answer. I'll get back to you. Uh, we will. And then he said, well, just look on Google. <laughs> and I went, fair enough, let's do that. And then we spent, yeah, good good while looking on Google. I can give you the answer. Do you do you want to guess what the answer um, is? No, you, you, you give it to me. Okay. Yeah. So it turns out that the sun is orbiting the center of the Milky Way galaxy. And each what? orbit, yeah, right. It each orbit takes two hundred fifty million years to complete. That's slow. Right. I mean, that means the dinosaurs. Not only did they appear, they also died out, and then the human beings appeared in the time that the sun is on one orbit of the galaxy. Crazy. Mental. Did that uh, blow his little mind? No, I think at that point he stopped listening. I think at that point he 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 heard the answer he wanted. He was happy to move on. Yeah. I was fixated. Yeah. Um, he he didn't care that much after that. <laughs> Is he telling his mates now? I, I don't know how many friends he actually has. Oh, really? No, no, he's got few. He's, he's, <laughs> he's got few friends. I don't think that uh, this conversation comes up. I think at school it's all about Minecraft, mm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and doing stuff with Minecraft. And then whatever this YouTuber, like Mr. Beast or Tweety Pie or whatever... Not to like show my age or anything, but do you remember a time before Google? You have to get the Encyclopedia out. Yeah, but Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah, yeah. but I don't think that that question would have even been in there. No. How do you do? You would have had to go to the library. You'd have to have gone to and spoken to a science teacher or something. Because <laughs> I don't think Encarta ninety five had that. Right. Whenever I don't know something now, my f- a five year old just says, "I'll just Google it." Yeah. Yeah. He also. At five is already mansplaining to me. <laughs> it is unbelievable. What what did he mansplain to you? Everything. He'll he'll be like, um anything like I'll be like, Oh, we pop the kettle on for me. And then he'll be like, Do you know how the water heats up? Do you know, Mum, do you know? I'll tell you. And I'm like, fucking no, I've been making tea for thirty odd years, love. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I can I can recognize that trait. I can because mm. rec- everything that we do has a fact attached to it. Mm. Everything and 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 like yeah. So for example, the kettle one, and be going and going. So how hot is the kettle going to get? It's going to get to a hundred degrees centigrade. Okay, what happens if we increase the height of the kettle? Will there be lower atmosphere? So therefore, it boils at a lower temperature. It's like it's not going to make a difference if you increase it by ten centimeters. That's not going to make it. You got to really take it up a few thousand feet there before that makes a difference, and it's everything then he goes but can we at least try no why because it's a it's it's a it's a health risk right you're gonna get scalding water all over you 
we're going to break the kettle again. We're not doing this. On Saturday, I was yeah. like, oh, do you know what would be nice? Let's all make breakfast together. Disaster. Horrendous. <laughs> what, were, what were you trying to make that was so disastrous? Boiled eggs with soldiers. <laughs> How could that possibly go yeah, wrong? Yeah, you'd think. You'd think. <laughs> um, broken egg cup. Toddler in tears. Um, smashed eggs, um, <laughs> burnt toast. It was such. It was a disaster. Oh, that's that sound. I at some point you're gonna have to give a very detailed run through how <laughs> something so seemingly simple went <laughs> so badly wrong. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you. Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. So we have a guest today called Jade Damana. She is a Hong Kong mum and a certified sleep consultant and founder of The Sleep Lab. Welcome, Jade. Hi. (laughs) So, Jade, tell us a bit about yourself. Um, How many kids do you have? And did the lack of sleep inspire you to become a sleep consultant? Um, Yeah, so I've got two children, Myla and Theo. Myla's just turned six and Theo will turn four in September. So, um, yes, absolutely. The lack of sleep, (laughs) 1,000% got me into this um I didn't really get off to the best start with with Myla I had no idea what I was doing just li- literally for the first four months it was really really tough and um she actually had colic and like no support from family in the sense that they weren't here right. so it was just it was just a crazy few months um and then I actually hired a sleep consultant myself um who literally came around my house for one hour maybe and she just basically told me to calm down um and just stop panicking because I had so many books and I was looking at lots of different books and I was so confused and um nothing was going to plan so yeah I essentially just kind of came out of that rough patch right. and um then I became really quite well read on sleep <laughs> I, I was so desperate to get this thing sorted and um I'm a bit of a type a control not control freak but just wanted to make sure everything was in order so that I could 
live again and just <laughs> sort of have some normality again. So it just all kind of calmed down and I got things on track when she was about nine months. Um, but then it really just became a bit of a, an interest and things just took off from there, really. I got certified. But it, it was a, it was a, over a period of time. I, I didn't actually launch the business until Theo was born. So... It was a, a bit of a journey and a bit of a process, but yeah, that's where the interest came from. So I can vouch for Jade because she helped me with my daughter, Joni. Um, I was going through a bit of a rough patch and Joni wasn't sleeping. Um, she kept spitting out the dummy like every five minutes and it was driving me insane. So I chatted to Jade and she helped me get through it. And it really did work. It really did. <laughs> it was really good, actually. You were one of my volunteer yeah. clients. I remember, so part of becoming certified, you do all your theory and then you have to take on a few um, sort of volunteer clients to, to do that. And, and yeah, Justine was one nice. of them. So. How challenging was that assignment? <laughs> I almost stopped doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Put me off the line. No, no, it was, uh, it was fine. But, you know, most, most sleep issues are, are often really quite simple yeah. to resolve, aren't they? Yeah. And I think always as well, I think you typically know what the issue is. Um, it's just sort of knowing how to approach it um, and sort of to have that reassurance from someone to say that it's okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a really long time ago. I know. I think it's like three years ago, maybe. Yeah. 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 I bet you have so many parents just wanting to like hug you and kiss you afterwards. Just <laughs> yeah. thank you. Yeah. No, it's it's actually a really rewarding job. Yeah. It's so nice. Um, yeah. I mean, of course, when you when you manage to sort of resolve people having sleepless nights continuously and you can turn things around quite quickly they they do love you it's nice. really nice so what, one thing i want just to dig into because you mentioned at the beginning so with your was it milo your first one milo yeah. yeah um she had colic yes right and so i think it'd be great just for everyone's benefit what is colic yeah and secondly is colic something that can also be treated with um sleep training or is it something that's in a a ballpark of its own colic my daughter had um it's typically just lots and lots of crying right. um it's hard to diagnose it's not like a, a definition yeah. or a medically it's it, but a lot of people experience it because um, you go because you go through a lot of things it could be gas it could yes. be you, you know you never know what it is exactly and it's always in sort of the newborn to four month mark usually it can resolve itself by the third or fourth month um and yeah i always remember even looking back on photos her stomach is just so distended so it's just lots of gassiness and just you can't settle them no matter how much rocking, shushing, patting. It's just really, really intense and, and, and the sleep is affected. Um, so, no, it's not really something you can sleep train, essentially. It's just something that, unfortunately, you just have to ride out. Um, and typically, you know, sleep training, I, I don't even like the word sleep training. It's more like sleep coaching. But um, when you're looking at sleep coaching, it's typically something that you would look at more when they're over five months anyway. The sort of first five months are typically... Oh, survival okay. mode so you wouldn't do it in the first five months I can if if, a, if someone with a newborn came to me I could give them lots of advice on healthy sleep foundations but in terms of the sleep coaching program that I typically do it would be five months plus and that's really just about shaping more self-soothing habits and um teaching them how to sort of sleep through the night more independently um whereas obviously you wouldn't expect that anyway from a newborn so is, is the view that for the first five months mm. you can't do anything wrong when it comes to the kids sleep because <laughs> i feel like there's things you could do <laughs> i mean yes and no I, I i tell my like if friends ask me i'm like just relax go with the flow do what you need to do there's no there's always time to make progress and improve things so for me if i had my time again i would have listened to to that and just like and just enjoy it it depends how far you take that notion of course if you end up doing 
if you're giving them no opportunity at all to sort of try and figure things out sometimes for themselves then of course you're going to end up with more work to do on the other side but yeah just just try and enjoy the first few months it's yeah. really hard work just feeds so, like you know feeding all the time yeah. a lot of like contrasting opinions books yes. everyone's got a different opinion on how to do it yeah how, how did you know which one to go with or which one worked um yes the books are really confusing I think there is so there are so many books out there and they are you know if you are going to look at books just try and pick one book and and stick to it because no matter what you do if you flip around from one technique to another you're you're going to find yourself in a situation where you can't actually resolve anything so always remain consistent um but they are useful so they are good for a general template and for a sort of compass almost to know where to start from but if you're still having trouble and that's not helping you then you may want to sort of look into getting a a sleep coach but it's not always the answer in terms of my approach and I don't know I've just found my own way I know that sounds really strange but I've just got my own approach um you know there's so many different ways of doing things I'm very much pro independent sleep so there's probably consultants out there who are pro co-sleeping or pro you know there's so many different ways so you can't do everything um but there's no right or wrong what do you mean by independent sleeping so teaching them how to comfortably sleep independently throughout the night and without like assistance or the kid both. <laughs> <laughs> um, essentially both um obviously if you know if your baby's waking up all night then you're required to get up all night too um and most people who come to me want their child to be able to sort of sleep through the night most you know sort of 11 hours really um uh, without you having to go in constantly and past a certain age that's definitely possible so from six months onwards they can do that with with maybe one feed or no Mm -hmm. feeds like parents that have gone back to work and are like desperate for sleep or is it kind of a mixed bag the reasons are just completely varied so yeah we have a lot of that um we have a lot of people going back to work and like okay i need them sleeping i get a lot of um desperate messages so I'm going back to work on Monday. Like, <laughs> left it a bit late. Left it a bit late. And I'm like, okay. So, um, and of course it does take a little bit of time and my approach isn't extreme and it's not sort of, you know, there's, I'm sure we can talk about different approaches later, but, you know, the sort of cry it out strong approach is obviously, you know, I, I, I don't like that. There's definitely gradual ways of sort of a, dealing with these issues um, with more support and, and it takes time. So it's not something that you... I mean, you can try and fix these things in three days, and but that would involve a lot of intense crying, I think. Um, but yeah, typically I spend about two weeks with families and we can get things resolved within that time frame usually. So when should um, a family approach you? Like, is it... Okay, they're six months old. Let's get let's get sleep training, a uh, sleep coaching, yeah. um, in or. Um, I think six months is a good time to start thinking about right. shaping some good habits. Um, however, I you know I've received calls from people with three year olds, four year olds right. who still haven't kind of got over that hurdle, and and that's a whole other topic and a whole other process, and it's much harder. So um, yeah, six months is a good age, but you know anything sort of between six months and 15 months is great Mm. anything over that can get a bit more complicated i mean it's always well worth bringing in sleep coaching or is it a case of once you've tried it and you've you've failed Mm. then you should bring it like where where do you stand on that i think any situation can be helped and you can always make progress even if you don't quite get the finite you know the final product or whatever that may look like everyone's goals are also very different you can always make progress so yeah that's 
what I always say. Have you ever had a case where you're like, I cannot help you? This is too far gone. <laughs> you're on your own. I think I have, actually. <laughs> Bye. No, no, I, I always want to try and help. You know, that's the whole reason. There have been a few cases. Um, the details have escaped me. Um, but yeah, I definitely have received messages and <laughs> my eyes would, would sort of widen. <laughs> and like, wow. Or, or almost like, how have you let this go on for so long? Like, it's, it's you know, but, you know, when you do get to that toddler mark, and if, if you are sort of in that three or four age category and you're still experiencing some really strong um, problems, which I've seen, it, it, it's really hard to unravel because you have almost three or four years worth of habits, behaviors. Mm. And, and then it's also emotional as well at that point. Mm. It, it, not that babies don't have emotions. Of course they do. Like everything requires emotional well-being and being supportive. We, we went through a state and then he'll be like... Um, oh, I cannot sleep without that teddy bear that I've not seen in two years. You have to go find it. I'll go off, go find it. We went through a stage where I had to massage him to sleep every night, (laughs) but it got worse. He started making me massage his teddy to sleep every night. (laughs) This is basically my house as well. (laughs) This resonates. Yeah. Um, My husband always laughs. He's like, you're the sleep consultant. Why is this happening to us? (laughs) Like, I don't really practice what I preach. <laughs> <laughs> and Bav, do your kids sleep well? Um, yeah, no, I was thinking about this because, like, they're, they're like, uh, the first one, like, Bav at number one, mean, sleeping was not his superpower, right? It, <laughs> it was really shit sleeping. And it took it, t- it took a while to get him to space. Bav at number two, like, man, that boy slept. Like, that, <laughs> he just took to sleeping like an absolute pro. And so far, number three is showing more signs of the second than the first Perfect. one. But... I, I'd be intrigued because you kind of said like you don't like the idea of letting them cry it out mm. as an approach. Mm. So I think it'd be good to just explore that because I think some listeners may not be fully aware of what this means. Sure. But sure. If, if in some reason, it's, it's you just take the baby. It's so six months now. It's time yeah. for you to sleep by yourself. You pat it. Yeah. You put it in the room. Oh. You close the door. And my wife's favorite saying is, at some point, they stop crying. <laughs> 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 It's yeah. quite traumatic to do it, though. Mm. Um, oh, Christ, yeah. Yeah, I've not done it fully. I think I did Save Our Sleep. Do you yeah, know? yeah, Dizzy Hall. She's actually Hall. my favourite Yeah. Actually. She has a bit when you, you go in and you go out, don't mm-hmm. you, a few times. Yeah, like yeah. a staggered approach. Yeah. Look, there is crying involved, of course. When 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 I take anybody on, um, before I even consider any form of technique, and when I say technique, it's like, you know, some form of strategy where you're basically withdrawing some level of support. Yeah. Um but there's so much foundation work that I do first. So the, with sleep, there are so many variables that impact how well they sleep. And, you know, I could, I could, well, I literally do talk for hours about this. So there are so many factors involved in what impacts sleep. So we look at so many variables first in terms of the foundation. So I always work on that part first. So we're looking at sort of their nutrition, you know, are they feeding well throughout the day? If they're still feeding at night, how are they feeding? Are they calling you to, to feed or are we doing like dream feeds where you go in and do it to sort of minimize the sleep association? I, I know. It's the 11 o'clock, right? Thank <laughs> goodness. Yeah. You're so tired at 11 by that point. I know. Like... I know. And um, so we have so many different things going on. And as part of what I do, I assess the whole situation first. So it's a really holistic approach. And by that, I mean, you know, making sure that everything else is ironed out first. You know, timing of their naps in the day can be really crucial. Mm-hmm. That definitely has an impact on, firstly, can they sleep a solid, you know, 10 and a half to, it, it varies, but around 11 hours average per night, depending on their age. Um, 
But typically people will just assume that however they're falling asleep, rocking, putting, swaying, I've seen it all. It doesn't matter what you're doing, but at some point when they're connecting sleep cycles through the night, they're going to need that same level of support. So that's where you start to see sort of problems um, occurring through the nighttime. But that's not the only part of it. So before we get to that, I sort of iron out all the other things that are going on first um by doing that it really sort of minimizes the amount of any protesting that will go on I like to say protest and not cry (laughs) (laughs) to make it sound a little bit um more manageable but ultimately you know it's okay that they protest it's just how we allow them to protest so cry out would mean as you just mentioned you know saying goodnight placing them in the cot and walking out the room and then allowing them to cry Yes, it's a technique that is used and yes, it can be successful, but not always. And for me, it just feels like a really, um, it's quite abrupt. So you're going from potentially, you know, you're, you're used to what rocking them to sleep and then suddenly they're expected to just fall asleep yeah. without any support. So for them, it can be quite a shock. And, you know, it's, it's something I've done with my own children, uh, you know, six years ago when I was, was sort of in this situation with Myla, I tried it. Um, and, and yeah, it did, it was the way I sort of, did it with Myla and it's probably not what I would do now yeah. that I know so much more mm-hmm. so it's not that that it's a wrong approach it's quite abrupt and it but it can be quite quick and then they suddenly get it other babies find it emotionally quite um difficult mothers do as well don't they it's yes like, it can be quite traumatic yes. Christ, I find it traumatic and I, <laughs> yeah. like we were doing the staggered yeah. thing like you know first we go in like mm-hmm. one minute and then mm-hmm. five minutes and mm-hmm. ten and then yeah. fifteen but like you know once you get up to like 20 minutes and it's like Is just just let me in and my wife like you know she's i'm not saying she's got a heart of stone <laughs> like she is a compassionate person but she's also an automaton like, like she, she 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 would be like in this chair out and just going get get like forcing me away from the door oh, you're my baby. it's like oh sounds like our house as well no it's like yeah, i'm like stay out of the way let me carry on with what i'm doing i'm committing to this and this is what we're going to do um and I, I guess as well when you start something you want to sort of follow through with it and then if you then change the approach again it can actually become quite confusing um so be quite careful with what approach you decide to go with but essentially you can kind of start much more gently so let's say for example you're used to rocking and holding I usually would ask people to you know start with placing them in the crib awake and you would sit in the room with them sit on the floor and pat and shush and if it gets to a point where they're really upset you know you can pick them up give them a cuddle it's all about giving them that support um after a couple of days of doing that you know you would actually stay there until they fall asleep and it can still feel quite emotionally draining because they're still crying they're still upset but the key difference is that you are there physically and emotionally and you are there to pick them up but there's no timing you know this it's not oh it's three minutes on my clock you know you're responding to their unique needs at that moment um and and it works so much better and then once after you know after a few days of them becoming comfortable with that I would then be saying okay let's move you away a meter from the crib give them that distance and then just use your voice for some support and and you know most of the time they adapt much more quickly are you in the room whilst this is happening yeah and 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 actually i say it's a more gentle and supportive approach and my clients pull email saying i thought this was supposed to be gentle (laughs) um and it's 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 more gentle in the sense that you're in the room and whilst it might frustrate the baby at first a, a little bit more because the presence can be quite stimulating they soon learn pretty quickly that oh okay I'm still not being rocked and patted and all all of this stuff, but you're still here, but in a slightly different way. And it's just about peeling back the layers just a bit more slowly rather than jumping straight into a form of quiet out. And so I just move them out of the room. So it's still not, it's still not easy. I'm still sort of um, 
asking parents to do something that feels very you know um it's 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 hard work but it's much like discipline in the day and how we're shaping behavior in the day we've all been there you know you you know when they're expressing behaviors in the day that aren't correct or you know that there will be a protest and it's the same thing but it's just at night time do you have any like big no-nos for parents like around bedtime yes but i do it myself um tv (laughs) (laughs) tv tv ipads mostly because it it actually inhibits melatonin production Mm. um so if i'm sleep coaching babies and that's part of their routine i'd be like let's just cut that out for a bit but I do it, so but my baby sleep through the night, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're having problems, maybe that, and also excitement as well. So um, the most common thing I see at bedtime is daddy or mummy coming home from work. It's yeah. ten minutes before bed, and you're like, hi. Yeah. Um, so they they should be sort of winding down at that right. point. Yeah. I was actually I was going to ask you about that because that's kind of one of my issues is that I get home from work just before bedtime, yeah. and there's so desperate for my attention I want to talk to me and tell me everything and it's so hard to get them to wind down and Mm. go to sleep it's challenging um and you know we have to be realistic so for each family I would say okay when do you get home when is their bedtime and I would put in place like as as calm as possible a routine Mm. we have to understand you know you know your kids are obviously toddlers now so Mm. it's very different to probably what I would sort of describe for a a baby but you know that they're going to be excited when they see you but they do need some kind of wind down Mm. even if it's like 10 minutes of just like chill music Mm. they're still probably running around in circles but um all you can do is set the right framework you know I would make sure or you know whoever's looking after them at home just try and make sure that all the other stuff is out of the way so bath time dinner all of those things so Mm. that you can maximize that that time that you have so you can just come home and and then obviously have your Mm. excitement period but then just try and get into a sort of rhythm of you know whether that's going into the bedroom with them a bit earlier and do more stories if you've got two mm. how do you split your time if, if you're one parent at home or you're the first parent yeah. to get home from work if you're lucky enough to have a helper at home obviously um if they're in separate rooms and have separate bedrooms obviously you know finish your bedtime routine first with, with baby number one <laughs> um and just ask your helper to just keep everything super chill so she could be like reading stories um with the second one and just say you know mummy's coming she'll be very quick and then just make sure that it's uh, just label it as really unique special time with mummy mm. so it's your one-on-one time mm. and so I I went through a period of doing that for a really long time um and then I've now merged them into into one bedroom. So they now share a room. So now it's one bedtime routine. Ooh, so, fine. yeah, but there's a time and a place to do that as well. Like the right age to sort of put siblings together. It seems a key thing here is consistency, right? The moment you go yeah. down this route, it's consistency on how you do it, everything. You have a proper routine in place yes. and, and it's, it's getting that nailed. Absolutely. Yeah. Consistency is probably my favorite word or the word that I say <laughs> probably most in my life at the moment. Um, but it's also so however they're settling to sleep at bedtime. Yeah when they're waking up at night that's exactly the same thing that you would like replicate throughout the night so the biggest thing that I see um before I work with clients is they may put the effort in with a certain way of settling at bedtime but then when it comes to 3am in the morning oh bring into bed I'm too tired so Mm. what that's doing is sending really mixed signals to the baby and those wake-ups will just continue and continue and continue when you start to change how you respond at that 3am mark that's really when things yeah. start to iron out. And I think pe- everyone knows this, mm. but it's just when do you make that change? Yeah. When are you going to start staying outside the room <laughs> at 3am every morning in the hope of things changing? Yeah. So obviously Bab's not the mother, Bab's the 
difference as a father. And oh, yeah, we've never actually clarified <laughs> what gender we are on this podcast yet. I don't no. think you're allowed to. It's yeah, all no. clear now. <laughs> Bab did not birth the child, nor is he breastfeeding it. No. But how much are you getting up with your wife in the night? Are you? So it's. I sound like a right jackass here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Go on. Be no, um, I, I, she will. She, she will wake me up in order to um, deal with him to put him to sleep. So once she's mm. fed him, then then just to get him ready and then rock him, change his nappy if need be, mm. and then put him into bed. So I will do that. But the other mm. part is that I will make sure I wake up at six in the morning to then do the kids drop off and make sure I'm at least I'm around so they can spend breakfast with me and then we can take them down to the school bus. So for the eldest too. So that's the way we do it. and she gets more of a light and so yeah. Yeah. it, it kind of evens itself mm. uh, I know yeah. she's got the harder shift she's got the harder shift hands <laughs> oh, down she's got the harder it's shift it's teamwork it's teamwork yeah. absolutely yeah. no that's nice so I want, I'm keen to just, just play out just some myths mm. with you if you've got mm. two minutes just to uh, sure. just, just say whether uh, it's true or false yes. right okay. alright <laughs> can, can babies nap too much during the day yes 100% god damn it because <laughs> <laughs> like I, it, it really um, I, okay and it's, can the babies nap too little during the day oh yeah it's the timing of, and duration of naps is actually really quite particular right. so I actually evaluate sleep logs so one of the things I do before um, I meet anyone is have at least a week or two weeks of sleep logs right. and you'll find that they actually consume a certain amount of sleep every 24 hours within a range of about 30 minutes or so right. whether it's broken unbroken supported or unsupported it's it's pretty much the same every day so after evaluating it for say a week I can pretty much pinpoint how much sleep they need in 24 hours right. So when you, this is going back to the books question, there's lots of books, but actually I can really tailor it to each baby and what, you know, a nine month old baby, their sleep needs could be very, very different to exactly the same age baby by about an hour or two hours. So if you're applying what the book says, it might not just be working for that particular baby. So yeah, um, I ask clients to be waking their babies up from naps at certain times of the day and all sorts of things. The point is that each time they go down for a nap, you know it should be a certain length you know this is not to be completely robotic right. it's, it's you know there is flexibility but um it has an impact on their next sleep yeah. so if it's ending too late or too early they'll either get overtired or undertired and then it's really important when the last nap of the day is ending so it doesn't impact bedtime and yes we yeah. always like massage them at yeah. the end of the day so we get the oils out and then give it yes. a proper good massage you know, probably after a bath or something. Again, does that actually do anything other than make them smell nice? I love the massage. I yeah. think it's great. It forms part of their bedtime routine. Yeah. And I'm such a big fan of really nice, lovely, elaborate bedtime routines. <laughs> <laughs> because it's just Massaging a really... Teddies. Yeah. Oh, I love bedtime. I just think it's such a nice time of the day for, for parents. But, you know, I think it's just lovely. I, I love bedtime. Yeah. And if that's part of the bedtime routine, I did it with, with both of my kids. And it's just nice. And it gets them... Well, it's going back to that wind down. Yeah. So um, whilst it's probably not appropriate for Harrison, at the, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It's, <laughs> the teddy bears love it Harrison doesn't <laughs> um, but it makes them smell nice it's, but it's more about the wind down and the routine and they love to know what's coming next as yeah. well so if you have like a you know if it's relatively consistent they'll sort of get into a nice um, you know sleepy state before they fall to bed you know oh, not yeah. fall to bed fall asleep, <laughs> fall asleep in bed no that's also not good <laughs> fall asleep 
for bad time. This is basically me just checking off the list of all the things that yeah, we're doing. Um, <laughs> we will have to pay for this. We will have to pay for this. Look, I'm sure. We're, I'm sure we're the third one. We're going to be saying, look, we just need someone in now. Like, <laughs> yeah. um, so the final one, we, we've done this with, with all of them, and we, we still do it with this one now. Like white noise. Yes. Is that a myth, or have we just brought ourselves into the thing that white noise is necessary? Yeah. Like, like I, it's, 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 it now feels weird when it's not on. I love the white noise also. Yeah. You've got lots of ticks here today. That's good. Um, no, it's one. I actually, yeah, I love white noise. Um, it's It replicates the sound of the womb. And even Myla had it when she was three. Like yeah. we used it and she eventually just didn't really want or need it. But it's not a bad association. Like a lot of people think, is it a bad, poor association? I'm like, no, it's a machine that does not require to get up in the night. Um, I'm in love with yeah, them. but it, what it does is just creates a consistent environment for them. And one big tip is some people play it at the start of the night, yeah. but it, then it time like it's on a timer for 30 minutes or an hour, and then it's off. And that's actually pointless. The whole point is that it's on continuously all the way through yeah. the night because when they're connecting sleep cycles, um, what they're checking for is aside from you know, hunger and warmth and all the rest of it, all the survival part, they're checking for consistency of environment. Uh, so if the sound is similar to when they fell asleep, that's comforting. Um, so yeah, I love it. Turn it, turn it fantastic. on. Yes. Oh, and another one is um, some machines activate when the baby starts crying. Uh, it's too late. <laughs> 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 <They're awake. laughs> awake. Awake. This will not get your baby back to sleep. <laughs> Jade, where do we find you if you want your services? <laughs> the sleeplab.com. Um, so it's thesleeplab.com, but three E's. Instagram is at thesleeplab with three E's. <laughs> <laughs> you can't forget that. The Bav might be in touch soon. Yeah, right. Two weeks is what we're going to schedule in for. He's just it's... going to invite me for another podcast yeah. with another set of... <laughs> Bring the baby next time. Bring it next time, yeah. <laughs> How much gin is too much gin? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much. It's been really fun. Yeah. Did you learn a lot today? So much, so much. First of all, that uh, my wife's amazing at coming up with sleeping techniques. So uh, <laughs> she'll 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 be very happy to get all those ticks. Yeah. On things that we're doing well. So. I'm surprised you didn't know what colic was. I I I I'd heard of colic. It's mm. one of those things that sounds horrific. <laughs> Like they just cry, yeah. and and it's it, yeah. So so it's one of the things that, that almost sound like an urban myth hmm. that I was aware existed, but I just yeah needed need someone like Jade to actually talk me through that. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I I learned a lot from Jade. Um, I didn't think like a sleep consultant would actually help, but right. she it really did help me. So yeah, definitely learned a lot. And um, if you have any questions or anything that you'd like to ask, then please WhatsApp us on plus eight five two. Nine one two one four zero eight four. And if you have any mastermind questions of your own that your kids have asked you that are more challenging than the ones that our kids have asked us, also WhatsApp us on the number which is Justine. Nine one two one four zero eight four. Like a goddamn pro, that. Yeah. Got that number down. You can also find us on Instagram at HK Parenting Club. And we'll be back with our next episode talking all things parenting very soon. So please rate, review, and follow. Bye. 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 <laughs> <laughs> the Hong Kong Parenting Club.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.